Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. We got one week until fall break, but we've worked in those schools that have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the following week as well. So Mm -hmm. we'll see you. But either way, there is a break on the horizon. We're so close. So Maggie, do you want to introduce today's topic? Yeah. Today we're talking about writing assessments before beginning the unit and sort of the why and how. We know this is really sort of a basic, right, of of teacher training. I think we know that, but it can be really easy as you get further into the year or further into your career to stop doing that. We've definitely had teacher training where they talk about backwards planning, and one of the key components of backwards planning is writing your assessment before you begin teaching your unit. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those skills that we all know that we should be doing, and we do it deliberately, usually in the beginning of the year. Yep. But At this point in the year, when it gets a little tired, sometimes you start your unit and then you only write your test a day or two before you actually deliver it. We got to be writing that test and looking at that test as the very first thing we do. Totally. And there's no shame. We have both been there a million times. This is not like a, you know, fire and brimstone. Don't do that. But we were talking about it after last week of that, our, our episode where we were talking about what gets measured gets managed. And... I was sort of reflecting on that and you know if you spend time if you've been in the classroom for a little while and you write a test you spend time writing a test invest that energy and it's excellent then you just sort of give the test each year you know yeah you spent you write a great test one year Mm -hmm. that you love especially if it's the beginning of a new curriculum Mm -hmm. you really write a good detailed test and you try and roll it over each year right but we know that we kind of change a little bit in our lessons exactly or that you don't you know that it's a good test you know that you've refined the unit but you know the test still reflects the the learning targets but you're not looking at that test before the unit anymore you're like nope it's good to go and you just give it you know you look at it the day that you print it and how either writing your test or looking at internalizing analyzing your test before the unit it changes the way you teach the unit And if we think about the key components of backwards planning, when you're breaking your unit down into knowledge and skills, Mm -hmm. right when you've done that breakdown, that's when you can start writing the assessment or re-looking at your assessment saying, making sure that I have those knowledge and skills in there. Yep. But it made me think if I'm an essential questions-based unit, Mm. the very first thing I need to do before I begin teaching the unit is write the essential question on my assessment. And it should be the first question that I write because... I mean, that's the, that's what's grounding the unit. Yeah. So often when I'm teaching the unit, I'll go through the unit. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing my test, I'll start with multiple choice questions mm-hmm. and then a couple short answer questions. Even then, I should just have scrapped all that. Before I did my first lesson in the unit, I should have written, you know, what's the essential question that they're yeah. going to answer on the assessment. Right. Right, because that's the the point of the assessment. Well, I guess there's a lot of points of assessments and that could be a whole nother conversation. But for me, a big one is it's measuring your goals, right? What goals do you have for this unit? And does this assessment assess whether or not those goals are being met? And so if I have, if my goal is for them to answer this essential question or one of my goals is for them to be able to write an analytical thesis-driven paragraph or, or see patterns in a certain event, whatever, I need to make sure that the assessment mirrors that, both in content and level of rigor. And I would say even like bulk of content, right? So like if I spend three days talking about the civil war in Sudan and I have one sort of measly low-level multiple choice question on the test, 
I don't know if that really aligns with the way I taught it. You know, that seems like it warrants more or a bigger question. Right. Why would you spend all that instructional time, that deep thinking time? And yeah, it gets skirted by on the test. Right. Right. And we're not trying to say that teaching to the test, we're not making a statement on teaching to the test is a good thing or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. We're saying that you should know your test and you should actually be excited about the assessment that you're going to give because you're excited about the unit that you're teaching. Mm -hmm. If you're... It's hard to put it in your planning cycle because you're thinking, you know, you're, it's on the weekend. You've got your your new unit the next week. Mm-hmm. You're just going to go right into planning that unit. Yeah. But if you, it's tough. It'll take a little time. Mm-hmm. But you spend an hour writing your test first. Mm-hmm. And you go backwards on your test. You write your essential question first. Then you kind of scaffold backwards so that they can you can get some data leading up to that essential question, making right. sure that if they can answer those, then they should answer your essential question. Exactly. And then you can go back and put in those discerning multiple choice questions to help, you know, differentiate. Have they mastered this? Are they yep. making common mistakes? At what level did their understanding break down? Exactly. Yeah. Using the test to diagnose any misunderstanding mm-hmm. before you even teach the unit, knowing that this is a common misconception that kids will have. Right. If I know that I have this in the multiple choice, then I can definitely address it when I have, you know, when I'm doing my unit planning. Exactly. And that's true even if you have an existing test, right? You've been teaching this unit for a while or a colleague shared something with you or you got something great on TPT. That's fine. You don't have to write the test from scratch. It's just like you said about knowing the test and using it as a tool to drive instruction. For sure. Yeah. And you should put things on your test that you're excited to teach. Yes. If you have a DBQ that you want to have, or if you want them to analyze a map, or Mm -hmm. if you know that you're going to have a science experiment down the road Mm -hmm. and you want them to explain what happened, Mm -hmm. put that in your test, then you'll be more excited to teach it. And I think we need to remember too, I'm always reminded of this, that tests are also learning tools, right? Like students remember test questions and tasks that they're required to do on assessments. And so we want to make sure that those questions are still helping them learn, right? You know, and that they're driving towards um, sort of those big picture takeaways that we want them to get at. I love that you said to use it as a learning tool because sometimes we can fall into the trap of giving a test just because the unit is ending (laughs) and we know we're supposed to give the test Mm -hmm. or the grade book has too many less rigorous kind of completion style grades and you want to have a more rigorous formative or summative in there. Yep you do the test to meet that goal Mm -hmm. and not to drive the the key components the key learning of your unit yeah that's a good point and i think all this is true too for projects right it's maybe you don't have a test at the end but you you are assessing their project and you have a rubric right right anytime you have a rubric you should be writing your rubric in tandem with the expectations for the project exactly and you should almost when you give out a rubric or when you're giving out a project when do you share the rubric with the kids? I, I make a one pager. So I have like the, the project description uh, and the learning targets, the goal, pacing with due dates, all of that on the front. And then the back is the rubric. And I, I feel like learning how to use a rubric as a tool to create something high quality is a skill. And that's, some, that's built into projects, right? And so I... Every day, it's get out the rubric, get out the rubric. Are you meeting these expectations? What gaps do you have? And sort of teaching them to self-assess. Right, because I think same kind of bad habits come in with rubrics where totally the project is finishing, 
you want to grade it, so mm-hmm. you write a grading rubric, essentially for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're not communicating that to the kids, then then how do they have the opportunity to make sure that they're checking off all the boxes yeah. on the rubric? You don't want to have an amazing project, but you're kind of unfairly docked for something that the teacher puts in the rubric that I guess wasn't communicated as well as it could have been. Right. I think it's all, that's a really good point that it just makes it more transparent, right? And even if it's a test for a, a traditional assessment after a regular unit that you're not going to share that at the the first day, obviously, but you still know what you're driving towards. And I feel like that creates more transparency within the unit because you're showing kids you're highlighting the things that you know they're going to be measured on. Yeah, you're making me think one of the core lessons in this episode mm-hmm. is just to keep doing those fundamental practices that we know about. That's true. The the good backwards planning where everything is purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. And I know most of the time it is. Like 90% of the time you're already backwards planning. Oh, yeah, for sure. But for a big thing like the assessment that's going to cause a little bit of stress and anxiety and preparation in kids, Mm -hmm. the more that you know about assessment, that assessment before you do any teaching, Mm -hmm. the better you can prepare the kids to master those expectations and those standards and that knowledge and skill. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And like you said, that's then what you focus on, you know, and there's, there is so much that teachers need to do and juggle and balance and, I, I don't know, even the best of the best, I don't know if, if we can do all of it right every single time because it's just so huge, you know? It's just about doing a couple little things as well as you can, as often as you can. And I think this is one of those things that, you know, if you check on your test as early as possible, it can make your unit better, you know? Just try and be that 1% better every day. Yes. We put so much pressure on teachers to be perfect all the time mm-hmm. that... Yeah, right. Even the best, the most seasoned teachers who know all the fundamentals, who know about backwards planning, mm-hmm. still will fall into the habit of, I mean, I taught this last year. Mm-hmm. I know what's on the test. I know it really well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to spend the 15, 20 minutes re-looking at the test. I don't need to do that. I'm fine. Right. Just go back and look at it. It's okay. Right. I think it's worth it. I think it's one of those things that then you do it and you realize how different it actually how much it shapes the way you approach certain learning targets and certain lessons in a really good way. I think it just enriches the learning experience for kids. So, And we keep emphasizing that you should do this in the beginning. If you're in the middle of your unit, you can write your test now. Yeah, it's not too late. And watch how your your teaching and your planning and your behavior changes when you know really what's on that test. Yeah. Because it's going to make your mastery checks better. It's going to make your key points even better. And again, not saying like just teach to this test. You you got to know what standard you're teaching. You got to know where right. you're going. But if you write a really high quality test before you begin the instruction for the next class, mm-hmm. you're just going to be better. I think it helps you catch misconceptions too, right? Because you know, like I know that there's one question that kids tend to miss and it's because it's a tricky concept that there are a lot of misconceptions with. So I just tell them during that lesson, like, look, a lot of people miss this and here's why. And then they get it, you know, and then they learn it and that's the goal. And so it can help you with that sort of thing too. So I'd say our advice for the week going ahead Mm -hmm. is if you haven't written the test for your unit, try and dedicate a planning period or an hour to writing that test. Yep. Write it backwards. Start with your essential question or your highest level rigor first, your Mm -hmm. high level blooms questions first. Mm Mm-hmm work backwards on that test. And yeah, it just helps you know 
what's going on with the instruction. What else you got? Well, if you do have a test, one that you've used before, open it up and look at it again. You know, so whether you're writing the test for the first time or it's an old one. Yeah, I'd say that's our advice. Just familiarize yourself and make sure you know the goals aligned with your assessment. You can even do a low level lift, print it, take it, see yeah. how you like taking it mm -hmm. and think about how maybe you can combine questions to make them better. Yep. Maybe you can change 10 multiple choice into a good short answer. True, true. But there is a lot of power in testing. So. There is. Yeah, and kids remember them. All right. Good Monday. Good Monday. Good luck. We hope it's a smooth, fun, and easy week for you. And we hope to see you tomorrow morning. That's right. Follow us along. Bye, guys. Bye.